Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, the 2023 FedEx St. Jude's Classic. Uh, to break it down, as always, you can find me on Twitter, or the X, I guess, uh, at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. And my co-host, as always, on the X at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, my friend? Please stop fucking calling it the X. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? The bird, the Twitter. I'm good. I'm good. It's just a uh, we're a day late because my schedule is goofy. Jesse was uh, cool to, to switch it up here, so uh, we'll break down the 70 golfer field no cut event, which is going to be so much fun. And uh, next week's 50 golfers, final week's 30 golfers. So get ready for the, all the fun in the world. And we got Ryder Cup and other things too. So did you see though that they're not starting the season again until January? Well, technically, that's what right. it's called. But what the schedule is, there's the um, swing season, and there's like fine print involved. If it's like if you already qualified for the FedEx Cup, you can play in these events, just not accumulate FedEx Cup points. There's all kinds of loopholes in this deal. It's basically, I think, to get a bunch of the young players to play because they're going to keep the Safeway still, or what is it called? It's still the Safeway? Safeway, Safeway still, yeah. hap- Safeway's still happening. No, no, no. No, it was called something else, but yes. Yeah. Oh, Napa. yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that, that was it. Uh, electronical name or something yeah. um the fortnite but like yeah fortnite yeah they'll have like you'll have uh, the, the vegas the shriners all these tournaments will still be going on in um the, the sanderson farms all that good stuff that we come to love in, in the winter time uh, i see now but it won't none of them are required by the big boys um i get strictly it's almost like a a minor league ramp up period is what it feels like but it, it's it's like yeah I, I need to read it like the 12th for another 12th time because it feels like if you weren't qualified, you can gain FedEx Cup points to try to qualify for next year. But if you are, you meet a certain stipulation, you can't. You can just go try to make money. It's it's a really weird, weird deal. I got you. And it's still uh, it's it's listed under the 2022-2023 season. Yeah, like it's not listed under 2024 season. Yeah. So I guess yeah. So what you're saying, yeah, technically the 2024 season starts in January, but somehow there's a loophole in the swing season. I don't know. I don't think the PGA knows anymore. I really don't think they do. I think they're uh, playing it from their hip. Um, yeah. the new schedule, like you said, came out like the official official rundown came out, I believe today actually. And, um, I'm pumped because Pebble's going to be a, a alternate event or, or not an alternate, like an elevator, elevated even signature or whatever they call it now. Mm-hmm. Elevated. Um, and it's going to be really cool. Cause at first I was worried. I'm like, okay, I get it. The pro-am sucks, but it raises a ton of money, a ton right. of money. Um, so it's going to be like 70 golfers. Uh, but the pro-am is just Thursday, Friday at Spyglass and Pebble. And then, it's only the pros on the weekend at Pebble, so that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And for and then I, the reason I liked it a lot when I saw it is now I can I haven't really gone the last couple of years because you've seen the fields. Like, why the heck am I going out there? Now I'm excited to go watch some big boys golf. So yeah, we just got to find a home for the barbersol now. That's the problem. Yeah, it, 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 it's out. I, I noticed that that in next year's schedule was TBT. So yeah, yeah. Um, Myrtle Beach has a, an alternate event that surprised me. That's a new one so that's cool yeah. man i mean that is like, kind of cool yeah there's no course listed though yeah that's why it's it's a, we'll pick from one of the 300 in the area and see i what guess we can play. Yeah. um so yeah we'll see what happens the schedule's goofy i think there's gonna be a lot more ironing out of that and we'll figure it out as the uh, swing season goes on probably but the big boys will get a breather without the Ryder cup and then uh see them tee it up for good but i i have a hunch just 
creatures of habits that they are, we'll see them in the swing season here and there. Like yeah, Max, Max Homa will play the Fortnite because he's won it two years in a row. Uh, right. Like cer- certain dudes are going to show up and and play these events to stay loose and stay fresh type deal. Like Justin Thomas might play all of them in the game FedEx Cup points. Who knows? Um, it's going to be an interesting ride. Real quick before we get into the St. Jude's Classic, uh, any thoughts on last week's Wyndham where Lucas Glover got it done? Like it was, it was a, a tilting week for me. It's been tilting for like last month and a half or so. I've had four guys every week to just dominate, and then I'm having trouble keeping six to six. I had four of the top five in the field this past week really? in the lineup, and I, it was a four or six. It cashed, but what could have been type thing. It was yeah, very tilting. I, yeah, when when I saw Billy Hell up there, I thought of you, and then been on too. Um, but yeah, Lucas Glover, I was tilted. I didn't play him. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw it coming kind of in, in the fact that, uh, you know, he'd been trending in the right direction, so. Yeah, good for him. Um, otherwise, I didn't watch a single second of anything yeah. Hen- Henley the whole got, weekend. Henley got kind of screwed. There was a rain delay, and so the course was wet, and he got his, his ball found a couple uh, divots out there. Couldn't do any lift, clean, and plays and stuff. It was just nasty for him towards the end. Um, Denny McCarthy, chalk of all chalk city. Oh, my goodness, and he chalk bombed. He yeah. was 34% in mine. I yeah. saw in some people's he was like over 50%. It was yes. nuts. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes, Denny. It, the reason I was all over Glover is because he missed the cut the previous week as chalk. Uh, Aaron Rye, the number one player in my model, he missed the cut as well, just so you guys know my model yeah, is not perfect. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I played yeah, him for that reason too. Yeah, like I saw that. And I'm like, why? We, we talked about like, why is he number one in my model? What the heck are we missing here? <laughs> well, he shouldn't have been. But um, all right, enough's enough. Let's talk about the FedEx St. Jude's Classic. What do you have some past event history here? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the last two years, this – St. Jude Championship or whatever they're calling it now has been played at TPC Southwind, or at least the last year, excuse me, because before that it was alternating, and now I guess it's back to TPC Southwind, which is in Memphis. Last year, Will Zalatoris won in a playoff over Sepp Straka. Um, So really the past like event history before that doesn't matter too much, but there is course history. Uh, DJ won this tournament twice, the last time in 2018. Daniel Berger won this tournament twice, back-to-back in 2016-2017. Harris English, past champion. I don't know if anybody else is in the field. I don't even know if Harris English is in the field, but literally all these guys who have won since forever are not in the field. A lot of live golfers. Yeah, I mean, well, you got DJ and then Berger, who's hurt or whatever is going on with him. Fabian Gomez randomly in 2015. Ben Crane. I mean, it's just not – there's not – it's the, the the there's course history, but yeah, the the winners are not really playing. So yeah, and the types it's like you said, it used to be just like a regular tournament. Then it was a WGC. Yep. Now it's part of the FedEx. Like so, the quality of fields have varied uh, from tournament to tournament as well. Thus, by some of the um, players Jesse mentioned, he did mention TPC Southwind. It's a par seventy, about seventy two hundred and fifty yards. Not the uh, not a crazy golf course, but the catch is. If you're haywire off the tee, you're in trouble. Second narrow is fairways on tour. Um, the rough, about two and a half to three inches, can be penal at times. They're rolling fairways. It's going to be hot and humid, so the ball's going to fly like crazy. A lot of trees, tree-lined out there. Um, you have small greens, four smallest on tour. 12 par fours, eight of them are over 445. You have four par threes and only two par fives, so you obviously have to take advantage of the par fives. But a ton of dog legs, which makes the short course play much, much longer. So it's all positional off the tee. You can bomb it and get away with it. Like you said, DJ won here and some other guys have as well. 
But at the same time, if you're uh, hitting fairways and you have a good approach game, a lot of approaches from like 150 to 200, give or take, depending on how you play it off the tee, if you play it cautiously or not. And, and scrambling will be very important. Obviously, no cut event. So that changes a lot of things because there's water all over this golf course. 11 holes have water. Um, it's It averages since 2003 i'm reading is the most water balls on tour that's even more than sawgrass so put that one in the back of your mind when you're watching your guys get tilted but on the bright at least side, there's no cut yeah on the bright side they, they play off four so this is one of the ones where you think you have a great lineup going into sunday and you're going to get smoked by three guys that shoot eight under that shouldn't even have been there on the weekend yeah, yeah. that's what'll happen because that's what always mm-hmm. happens yes. but um yeah it's it's basically precision golf at its finest and if you can get hot with the flat stick on the Bermuda, the small Bermuda greens, you'll be able to rock and roll. So what do you have on this one? Yeah, I, I think you, you hit on the head. You got to hit fairways. Uh, got to be accurate uh, into the green. And I mean, the, you know, last year the score wasn't too too crazy, 15 under as the, as the winner. Um, so, you know, I mean, you can wait birdie or better. Plenty of course history to wait as well. Yep, for sure. Let's have some fun with it. Let's talk DK pricing here. And we'll start off with 10K and above. Scotty Scheffler, 12-1. Rory, 11-5. Rom, 11-1. Victor Hovland, 10-2. Xander at 10,000. How would you be starting things out if you're starting out down here? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to play at least one of these guys. I think they're all five. Very playable. I'm just going to say John Rom is the guy that I would play uh, for sure. Uh, fifth, 52nd, and seventh in his three appearances at this golf course. Come off the second-place finish at the Open Championship. He didn't miss the guy, the Travelers, but, you know, he, like I was thinking, like, it's been a down year for John Rahm. He won the fucking Masters, he won the Genesis. It was all at the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, since then, it has been kind of, you know, not really John Rahm level. Now that second place finish to, you know, runaway uh, Brian Harmon at the Open Championship, you know, I mean, he's Brian Harmon not getting into the Open Championship away probably from winning it. So um, obviously he's figured some stuff out there. So Rahm is the guy, the one guy that I'm just going to, highlight up top here but again all five of them are playable in my opinion yeah since we asked we're recording on a tuesday we have a little bit of ownership fun here two chalkiest guys up here are chef projected are scheffler and rom both close to 20 percent, but the rest are around 15 so you're pretty much playing in the same same pond with these guys but if i'm looking uh, at this range man it's the old saying scotty's try scotty was seen trying out i think three different putters yeah. on Tuesday. So, so was Rory. Rory was hitting a yeah. putter as well. So, yeah, just let's, that, that gives you a lot to think of. These guys had time off, and they're still trying new putters out. just makes you wonder how, how things are going between the years. Uh, I can't argue with your wrong take. You can't argue with any of the guys up here. But for me, I'm looking at Victor and Xander. Uh, a little bit cheaper, but you can still get some elite guys. Uh, Victor was playing phenomenal golf before um, heading into the break. He finished uh, 17th of the Open, you know, 42nd of the Scottish Open. But before that, you know, he won the Memorial. Uh, the short game has improved a bit with with uh, Victor. And on the bright side is if he has a couple of bad chipping holes, he's not going to knock you out of it with a no-cut event, which I'm a big, big fan of here. Um, he's great at finding the fairway. So I like Vic. And then there's Xander. Xander loves these no-cut events. I've said it time and time again. He just loves them. He's actually fit to my model. Uh, his approach game is on point right now. He's first in par fours, 450 to 500 in this field over the last 24 rounds. So I think if you – for me, Victor and Xander would be kind of my pivots off the – more popular guys in this range. 9K range, you got Cantley at 98, Hatton at 97, Ricky Fowler 95, Spieth 93, Fleetwood 91, and Morikawa's all the way down to $9,000. What do you like here? Yeah, I mean, Hatton is is most definitely playable. He's uh, 
when they haven't had a cut here, he's never missed a cut. His best finish is 17th at this course in 2021. Um, and he's just playing really solid golf. I mean, 20th, 6th, 27th, 3rd, 12th, 15th, 5th, 3rd. Just really solid golf since since May. Fleetwood at 9,100. Um, he did finish 4th here back in 2019. Uh, he's coming off the 10th place finish at the Open Championship and then 6th at the Scottish Open. And then Morikawa um, finished 5th here last year, 22nd, 20th in his two previous appearances before that. Coming off a miscut at the Open Championship, but finished 2nd at the Rocket Mortgage. I mean, it's a no-cut event, so you got to take, you know, those miscuts and just kind of throw them out the window. Uh, the the course history there is enough for me to to kind of hop on him, and I'm assuming he's – I don't have any ownership projections, but – uh, He's projected to be about almost 19%. Him and Ricky are the chalk in this range. Mm, well, that's interesting. Well, they're both around 19. Everyone else is around 15 except for Spieth at 9. So it's just like the high – everyone's going these big guys, and they're going to go stars. It looks like stars and scrubs out the gate. Yeah, I mean that's that's Makes generally sense. speaking how yeah. it works in no cut events. So, yeah, I mean you know I think Haddon's really the only guy that's playable. I'm not a huge fan of this range, so um, to me I'd probably start up top and skip this range and, and and head down more toward the middle. But yeah, we're always pro team Hatton on this uh, this podcast, so I have zero sure. problem putting Tyrell in any lineup this week. I like him a lot in this range at 9,700 bucks. You mentioned the form all season's been outstanding. Uh, just can he break through? That'd be fun to see. Uh, and no cut event makes it even better because when he full tilts something, he's not out of it anymore. So it's like going to be awesome to see how he handles that. Uh, Ricky's great. I, I have him checked off. He's going to be chalk as hell, but the, he's got great course history here. Uh, he's coming in an amazing form. There's just not too much bad to say about Ricky Fowler. Uh, Fleetwood as well. The form coming in is outstanding. I love Morikawa. I was hoping he wouldn't be this popular, but I guess people are smart enough to see the price tag and the form that, you know, even with the miscut at the open, still a guy that was playing some pretty good golf and could click at any moment. Just to, it's always the flat stick with him. He's still sixth in my model. His approach game is elite in this field. Great par three scorer as well, which you're going to need on some of these holes. Um, so, yeah, I like Morikawa quite a bit. But he's chalky, chalky. So it's pretty much Hatton and Morikawa and Fleetwood, same, same guys as you, in this range. Eight K. It's Jason Day at eighty nine, Homa eighty eight, Finau eighty seven, Fitz eighty six, Wyndham Clark, the U.S. Open champion, is eighty five hundred dollars. Like what respect? Come on, people. <laughs> like the dude is playing great golf. Hideki eighty four, Harmon eighty three, the British Open champion. Cam Young at eighty two, Burnsy eighty one, and Sungjae eight thousand. Like you can make a whole roster here and be yeah. confident in things. It's a pretty good golfers here. Obviously, it's a it's no a, one of those events. But Jason Day, um, you know, he he finished sixth here in twenty twenty. Uh, that's his best finish. He didn't miss the cut last year in this event, uh, but uh, second place finish at the Open Championship, and just kind of had a little bit of a down swing after the win at the Byron Nelson. Um, I do think he's playable. Yeah, Wyndham Clark, eighty five hundred. Um, you know, I, I very playable at eighty five. At, you know, eighty five here. The obviously the U.S. Open winner uh, went across the pond, made both those cuts, finished thirtieth at the Travelers as well, finished twenty eighth here in his only start last year. Uh, Brian Harmon at eighty three hundred. I mean, this guy, obviously Open champion, but before that was twelfth, ninth, second, um, finished third here last year. And sixth in 2014 has some miscuts sprinkled in there, but third mixed in with that form coming in. I mean, are you showing he's going to be highly owned? Uh, Mr. Brian Harmon, I have at about 11%. The chalk in this range is Wyndham Clark at 17% and Burns at 16. Interesting. Cause I've, I've also have Burns checked off 20th. 
Okay. And second in his last two appearances at this event, 14th uh, at the Wyndham Championship uh, last week. Um, I, I would rather not play Sam Burns, though, if he's going to be that high. So I'm just going to go ahead and uncheck him. I do like Brian Harmon, especially if nobody's going to play him. Yeah, uh, this is a great – like to me – you mentioned Jason Day. I think that's a fun one because, like, he doesn't rate out phenomenally in my model. He's 54th. Um, but you mentioned the past history for J-Day in this field. Um, you know, 6th, 40th, 10th, 24th at this golf course, I should say, because the event keeps changing. But, you know, projected ownership, 8% for Jason Day. Uh, I think that's very enticing. And Max Homa as well. Uh, this is a guy that, um, you know, 51st, 52nd, 61st has never played real well here. But we said about Homo a lot lately, 10th at the Open, 12th at the Scottish Open. Love that kind of form coming in. Uh, he's only projected to be 9% in this field uh, right now. He's 30th in my model. I, I like Homo as well as a good pivot here. Same with Fitzpatrick. He's projected to be low-owned. He's played very well at this golf course. So that's three guys that you can get really low-owned here if you take some chalk up top or chalk somewhere else. And Day, Homo, and Fitzpatrick, which I like their approach game, which I think stands out in a big way while they're why they rate out well in this area. And then you got Wyndham Clark. Yeah, I don't need to say anything else there. That's just a ridiculous price tag at 8500 bucks for the way he's playing golf. Harmon as well. It's like you think of, you know, Harmon can hit it far. Like he gets a narrative. He's not a bomber. But he's also a good, like, you know, find your spot in the fairway. That's why he loves Pete Dye courses and then get an approach game in. Yeah. So, of course, courses like this fit a guy like Brian Harmon. Phenomenal. That's what he did at the Open Championship. He was just slicing and dicing the right places there. So, I do like Harmon at 83 with you. I had Burns checked off because I played him last week. The dude's getting close to making it work. And then... The, cat, the, the the interesting one to me here is Sung J.M. Uh, we know how up and down it's been, but 14th at the Wyndham, miscut at the 3M, 20th at the Open Championship, miscut at the Genesis. Um, that's almost what you want to see, though, in a no-cut event, honestly. Like, let's go get some. He's finished 46th and 35th here. Um, and when you look at Sung J's projected ownership, he's coming in at like 6%. Finished so, 12th there last year. Yeah, this is a dude. And we know, like, it, when he's on, he birdies and eagles with the best of them. So a guy like Sungjae at 8K, I think, and when we're just talking strictly DK now, is very, very enticing in this price range. 7,000, let's group, group it together because it's smaller than usual. Tom Kim at 78, Henley 78, Straka 77, Keegan, Thigala, Connors, Benny on is a great play to this week. Diddy McCarthy, Glover, Kim, Jaegerbombs, Poston, Davis, Rose, Grio, Mitchell, English, Moore, and Rye. What do you like in the 7K range? Yeah, there's uh, plenty to like here. Tom Kim, 7,800, finished 13th here last year, went across the pond uh, in those two events over there, sixth and second. So the second place finish was the Open Championship. Obviously different coming back to the States, but the form seems to be there. Sepp Straka, 7,700, finished, uh, finished second because of the playoff last year. He uh, missed the cut at the 3M, second at the Open Championship, first at the John Deere. So the form there is coming in uh, is pretty good. Denny McCarthy, um, I played him last week, and I re- regret it big time. I mean, he was like – I was just doing a single entry. He was like almost 50% out. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, just never want to play anybody that high-owned ever. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous, especially in a single entry, but – uh, I think going back to him this week, you're going to get some depressed ownership. 100%. He actually has good course history, 20th and 18th in his last two starts here. Now, his last start here was last year, and then again in 2018. So, it's not like he's been here every year, but back-to-back miscuts is is weird. Glover at 7,400, had to win to get in. Third here last year, and obviously won last week. Jaeger at 7,300, 46th here last year, missed the cut in 2018, but 
just playing really solid golf. Um, hasn't missed a cut since the Heritage. So just a bunch of uh, check cashing for Mr. Yeager. Cameron Davis at 7,200. 13th year last year, 60th the year before that. Back-to-back top tens for Cam, back-to-back top tens for Cam Davis. Obviously, the fields that he's been playing in not nearly what not nearly what we're getting this week. But I do like Cam Davis um, just from the fact that he seems to be playing very well, and that's all I have in the seven K range. Yeah, uh, Russell Henley, I can't ignore. Just a short course approach game specialist who played great last week. Obviously, um, seventy eight hundred bucks when you look at uh, tournament history here. He hasn't played since 17, and he finished 66. But really like the form coming in with Henley. So that's one that's on my uh, mind. Corey Connors as well. This is 36, 30th, 27th, the last three times he's played here. Uh, coming in with um, – I just had where to go. I just went blind. Um, 52nd at the British Open, 19th at the Scottish Open. So Connors at 76 is one I am intrigued by. Benny Autumn is going to keep playing. Like, it's simple as that. The guy is on fire with everything uh, right now. So I love me some Benny on. I starred Denny McCarthy for the exact reason you said is it's why I played Lucas Glover last week and other guys. Some of these guys, it's called golf, people. You will have bad weeks in golf. That is just the way things go. Just believe in the overall talent. And Denny McCarthy is still a very, very good golfer, having a very, very good season. And if it turns into a putting contest, potentially, obviously the guy you want in your bag. So yeah. $7,500 with Denny is totally fine. Glover's projected to be about 20% in this range. Just going to throw that out there right now. He's number one in my model for good reasons. He's playing great, great golf, but keep that in mind. Siwoo's fourth in my model because he's third in fairways gained and his approach game from the proximities we're looking to are very, very strong. But uh, 65th, he did finish 10th here in 2018 and a 50th. So you could look at Siwoo if you want. I love Jaeger bombs. Uh, Poston's playing great golf. Cam Davis, I'm 100% with you there. Two top tens in a row. Uh, these shorter courses, we talk about it all the time. This is kind of what he actually does very, very well. Yep. And then, um, you know, I'm not going to try to name everybody, but like <laughs> Rio, English, and Rye, I can see having some upside. Just with Rye missing the cut last week. He's still, he's number one in the field in fairways gained in the last 24 rounds. Is he number one in your model? No, he's 12th. Good. Lucas Glover's number one. Okay. So we're good there. That checks out. So we're, we, we can, can let that one slide. <laughs> um, it actually yeah. does check out. Yeah, he's actually playing that. I'm well assuming you're not waiting any putting. Uh, no, 0% yeah. putting on this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no putting for me. But um, yeah, I think Rye is another interesting one. If he can just get in the fair like he usually can, he can make some runs for you as well. So a lot of good options in the 7K range. If you're looking at ownership just for fun, Glo- uh, Glover's about 16%, not 20 uh, your, your kind of pivots in this range would be the likes of Denny McCarthy, um, Cam Davis, and then some of the 7K guys are, are relatively low rostered as well. All right, 6K range. Jesse, who you liking? Eric Cole at 6,900. He's another guy who was a super chalky dude last week too. I mean, he was over 15% owned uh, in the contest. I was in finish 14th, 30th at the 3M, 60th at the Scottish. I think he had to like have a good finish to to get into this event, and he yeah. did that. Vincent Norman, Barbersall champion. Uh, since then, he's made all three cuts. Much, much, much worse events than this, but I think he's all right at 67. 6,600, J.J. Spawn finished 42nd here last year, has four straight made cuts on his record currently coming in. Again, not nearly the field here, but – one top 10 in those last four. Lee Hodges, 6,500, finished 13th here last year, coming off a win at the 3M Open. Yeah. Um, Andrew Putnam at 64, 
fifth, 24th, second missed cut in his last four appearances at this event. Hasn't missed a cut since the PGA Championship. A lot of like, you know, not great finishes, but he did make the cut at this at the British at the Open Championship, the Scottish Open Championship, the Travelers, the U.S. Open, the Memorial. I mean, all big events there. Um, so uh, I think he's all right at sixty four hundred, and um, and I'd like to play Sam Stevens if he didn't shoot a thousand last week. Uh, that's all I got. I'm just happy to see Sam Stevens was a top 70 to make the FedEx Cup after all yeah. the times we talked oh, yeah. about him. Like, at least he backed it up. He, he yeah. got the job. Well, done, he was so. having good finishes there yeah. for a while, and he's kind of fell off a little bit. But 76, 72 last, last week is not going to get the job done. Not going to do it. Uh, Tomas Dietrich, this one is intriguing to me because he's been up and down all season. Uh, he's never played here before. But if you look at recent results, 21st, 13th, 42nd. So Dietrich's a dude, uh, to, if you want to pivot off of Cole, I love Cole. He's about projected to be 11%. I like Cole, and I've said it before, especially for DK, because if you ever watch his round of golf, it's like birdie, birdie, birdie. He's like six under, and he's back to one under. And then he goes to three under. <laughs> he had like a, a triple or a quad <laughs> last week. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I watch, like, I'll just watch his score. I'm like, what the hell did he do this time? He yeah, was like almost in the lead. I didn't look at the shot tracker. Yeah. I don't know what he did, but like, he was very close. It was early on, it was on Thursday. It was not yep. like, but this is what he does. It's yeah. what he does week in and week out. So, DK wise, he's gold. And that's my point. Like he's he's perfect for this. Alex Smalley, he's third in my model. He's playing very very good golf. He's kind of chalky this week, but uh, he's never played here before. Uh, actually, he's not playing. Cut cut second at the Deer. He must just be rating pretty good from that Deer day. But uh, he was playing good golf this season at sixty eight hundred bucks. Brendan Todd's your fairway finder. Played well last week. If you want to go there, Svensson as well. You mentioned Lee Hodges. Uh, the other guy I have start off here. If you just want to say screw it, Sam Ryder six thousand dollars. $6,000 for Sam Ryder. Um, he's 38th and 7th the last two weeks of the Wyndham and, and the uh, 3M Open. At this event, he has never played. So if you just want to go screw it and go some stars and scrubs, it's a no-cut event, folks. Sam I like Ryder that. It's a very intriguing option for you. I, I like that, too, because like he hit a shit ton of greens, hit a shit ton of fairways last week, and his putter was atrocious. Yeah. so I, I think he couldn't scramble. Like, so his short game was just trash. Yeah, so. just screwed him over. Like, I because he's seventh from 150 to 170. Like, his approach game, like, it echoes everything you just said. Like, his approach game is outstanding, 60th in putting, uh, 33rd in scrambling. But, uh, yeah, for 6K, could be interesting to say the least. Um, let's recap things a bit here 10K and above. Jesse, who's your number one? I got Rom. I'm gonna go Xander. Give me the X since we're talking X's these days. Um, 9K range, Hatton. I'm gonna go with Morikawa. I just I don't know if I can do 20% Morikawa, but I like Morikawa. 8K. Brian Harmon. That's a good one. Um, I'm going Wyndham Clark. Give me Wyndham. 85 is wrong. Uh, 7K. Go ahead and go with two if you want, since we usually do two here. Uh, sure. Uh, Cam Davis, for sure. And then I'll say um, Tom Kim. I'll go Benny on for definite sure. And uh, give me some Jaeger bombs. Give me some Jaeger bombs. Uh, 6K range. Eric Cole. That's the right call. I'm just going to say Sam Ryder. Let's have some fun with it. Let's go YOLO. Um, if you're building, uh, I don't condone cash this week, people, just because you will get full tilted on Sunday if you lose. Uh, if you're building a GPP lineup, Jesse, how do you start things out? I like Rom, Harmon, and then like you were talking about with Sam Ryder. That really gives yeah, you some flexibility in the middle there. I'm going to go Xander with uh, Wyndham Clark. 
and um, Benny Ann. And uh, yeah, if you want to go writer and really go up top again, you can, but go Benny on Wyndham Clark, Xander Shoffley. That's where I'll be uh, starting things out. All right. Picks to win for the week. Jesse Scheffler, six and a half to one. Rory's nine to one. Rom's nine to one. What do you like in this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, dream should rise to the top. We'll you know, I'm going to have, we're going to be in a legal sport. I'm going to be in a legal sports betting state before too long. So. I'll be able to spend my money and burn it on these guys. Uh, Brian Harmon at forty, not terrible. Obviously, just beat all of these guys in a different in a different country on a different kind of golf course, but still uh, forty to one there for him. Um, Cam Davis at seventy five, maybe. I mean, it's just it's difficult, just like it is every week to go with any of these long shots. I mean, it, it's just weird. Tom Kim at thirty five, maybe. Yeah, that's not horrible. Like I said, Wyndham's 28. I, I don't know if Wyndham wins this week, but it's funny looking at that compared to his DK price. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. That's There's some value there on Wyndham Clark at 28-1. to 1. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. But, yeah, long shots in this field. Like it, it could have happened, of course. You mentioned some guys that have won it, obviously different tournaments when that took place. So it's hard to just, like, look at one of these dudes and go, yeah, I'm going to take the long shot. You know, maybe Sam Burns gets hot at 30. I'm not sure if he – but uh, he's, he seems like he's getting close put it that way but yeah Wyndham at 28 I like and then um yeah that's about it that's about it I, I, I love Benny on this week I don't think he's gonna win so that's the problem that's why we play DK we don't gamble as much as <laughs> as others do right right all right final thoughts Jesse 70 golfers they all find the weekend unless they get hurt and then you're really screwed anyways so <laughs> final thoughts here uh I, I don't have much it's uh season's winding down here and it's gonna be football season and Ryder Cup before you know it. I'm getting jacked up for college football. I'll tell you that yeah. much. I, I know the realignment craziness that's going on. That doesn't happen for another year or so, so I'm ready for football. I'm looking right. forward to it. DFS yeah. on Saturdays, Jesse and I, we, we talk all about that one. That's a fun one. Um, but we'll be back. Uh, I'll be back with you next week. Jesse's going to be on vacation, and then we'll be back for the final event of the FedEx Cup playoff and uh, get you ready for the as much as we love 30 golfer fields. Absolutely love them. So we'll get you that covered there. And much, much more. we got Ryder Cups. We have the Olympics coming up. Um, a lot of cool things there as well. But for now, this one, actually, Olympics is next year. I'm an idiot. Never mind. I was, I, was <laughs> looking at the schedule, I was looking at the schedule too much already. Um, but until next time, you can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Press DFS. I am at Pediatric. And this was your 2023 FedEx St. Jude's Classic preview. Catch you all next time. Anybody ever wonder